award-winning Tennessee Wildcast is on the air with the latest on hunting, fishing, boating, wildlife watching, and all things outdoors. Make welcome your host, drummer and outdoor expert novice, Jason Harmon. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to this, this, this edition of Tennessee Wildcast. We're glad you're tuning in. We thank you for watching, for listening. We're doing another show here in West Tennessee with Miss Amy Spencer. She's helping me uh, line up a few shows while we're out here for some meetings, and uh, appreciate you doing that. No problem. Uh, we're going to talk with uh, Chris Park, and we got David Vandegrift back with us again back today. Again. And, and, the uh, wealth of knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We couldn't let him uh, slip by. We had to keep him for another show. I'm sure there's something we didn't learn in the first one that we'll learn in this one. I think we could do multiple shows. <laughs> yeah. I bet we could. But, uh, but yeah, we want to uh, just touch on some hunting in West Tennessee, opportunities out here in this area. Uh, we're going to focus on the, the properties that Chris manages and uh, some of the ones that David works on. So, yep. um, first, These are the guys to yeah. ask the questions yeah. to. Yeah, <laughs> these are the guys for at least these properties. They know what's going on here, and, and uh, so it'll be fun to have these conversations. Chris, first, before we get started, introduce yourself. Yeah, so I've uh, been with the agency uh, going on 21 years. Wow. Seems like I right. started yesterday, but it's been 21 years, good years. Um no, that's just because his boss is over there. That's right. That's right. <laughs> um, but graduated high school, West Tennessee. Went to UT Martin. Got All a right. degree, wildlife biology, and uh, been in lands management since 2006 on these areas. All the right. The Lower Mississippi River Complex, we call it. So, so you grew up uh, going through these properties, hunting on these properties, and enjoying uh, West Tennessee. As we call it, I grew up in the bottoms, and that's where I did all my hunting and fishing, and that's why I'm here today. Yeah, so. yeah. I think that's the story of a lot of people who work for the agency. They grew up, they grew up in the outdoors, hunting and fishing, and and knew that's what they wanted to do, and their passions led them to to UT Martin or UT mm -hmm. Knoxville or some of those te Tennessee Tech. Those are probably the top three big schools, and and end up working for the agency. I knew what I wanted to do in elementary school, and then I was in high school, and I was going to do it. And they said, "Are you sure about that?" And I said. <laughs> I'm positive, so <laughs> I'm here today. So. Awesome, awesome. Well, David, remind people who you are, if you don't mind. If they, if they watched the, the show earlier, you know, that was a, a cool conversation. And about if you haven't watched the Duck Bandon show, you, <laughs> yeah, need, to. you need to. This go is back. the walking legend. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yes, it is. That's what they say. Uh, David Vandegrift, I've been with him about 43 years and uh, been pretty much in the same areas, uh, working in the uh, in the, the bottoms and uh, – Thoroughly still enjoying it. Yeah, I, uh, 40, 43 years. That's that's some time, and that shows your. And that shows someone that's actually enjoying what they're yeah. doing because they oh, get yeah. to be the jack of all trades. You're getting that's to do right. everything. Mm -hmm. I mean, he is trapped turkeys. He's trapping wood ducks, and then he knows these management areas. Songbirds, yes. bald eagles. Yes, um, it's it, all of it. Been been a good run. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, today we wanted to cover uh, four WMA specifically, Eagle Lake, Shelby Forest, President's Island, and Tully. Is it just Tully WMA? That's it's, what we call it. That's what we call it. John Tully. John Tully. John Tully. It yes. used to be called Anderson Tully and changed to John Tully, with David, about 20 years ago? Maybe? Yeah, whenever they... Uh, the agency bought the property Prop, to help yeah. Nature Conservancy. Because Anderson Tully Timber Company owned it. Gotcha, one gotcha. time we leased from them. So, so that's what that's the the properties we're going to be discussing today, and and uh, I guess we'll jump right in. Let's and start out with Eagle Lake. Yeah, Eagle yep. Lake sounds good. Uh, go ahead. So Eagle Lake Refuge is 
I thought you had okay, a question. Well, you actually, yeah, you know, we were talking before the show. I said, what is it known for? And the first thing David said was winter and ducks. So, David, do you want to talk, tell everybody about how, I mean, you know, you got 400 acres there that we flood. Yeah, they, they, the agency purchased, it used to be called, I think, the Mustang, Mustang Bottoms. Mm. And then uh, the, the agency came in, I think, with the help of uh, Ducks Unlimited and Babe Howard. Uh, and, involved and Babe in Howard, yes. And they uh, went ahead and put in the, the levees and everything that we needed. And, uh, we uh, had three pumps on the area. We pump it up and try to try to have crops in there for for the ducks. And then uh, it's not long after we get water on it, we start getting ducks on it. And I believe that was constructed about the same time you started banning wood ducks in the early 90s, 92, it, it 93. Was, it was. Um, I believe Dan Fuqua Dan was, was still down there. Yeah. At the manager at that time. And yeah. It was one of DU's first projects with agency. Oh, I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. Back years ago, so yeah. it was one of their first things, and it's still there and still operational today. Awesome. So if somebody wanted to hunt out there, what do they need to know? Uh, so it's open to all game hunting okay. until uh, November the 15th, and then after November the 15th, all hunting is shut down uh, for the sanctuary for the birds coming in and stuff. But people still can use that area as an access to the south end of Shelby Force, which butts up to it. Okay. Um, it borders it, and they can use the refuge as access to the management area on well, the north end of the refuge. Awesome. Okay. And I want to remind people now to check your guide, to make sure you yes. look at your guide. That's uh, why we have it. It's yeah, good. because it's got yep. special regulations, mm -hmm. just Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday of those hunting seasons. Okay. That and Shelby Force, both. See, that's good um, to know, folks. If you, if you check your guide, it'll have those specifics in there. Some some say same as statewide, some are quota, some have you know certain days, and that's it's a good to always check that tnwildlife.org. And that's one thing we did this year up. is we updated our webpage. So when you go to the management area, everything is there. It's like a one-stop shop. You've got your season dates, you've got everything on one page, so you can check it out and it would have you know when you can hunt it, when you can't. And that is so nice now. Mm -hmm. That's one of the updates to our uh, webpage that has really been nice. Yeah, yeah, it's it is handy. Uh, like she said, you go to that that website, that uh, WMA's page, and the regulations are there. So, all right, what else about Eagle Lake? So, we flood about 400 acres uh, for the waterfowl. Um, Running about 200 acres, usually of corn, just depending on what the flood uh, the Mississippi River does on a particular year. Uh, and, and you've got to remember, folks, the Mississippi River does flood. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> does a lot. Yeah. A, a lot. lot. And, you know, that's that really interferes with you all getting crops in. So and that's just, something that we can't control. That's one of those things that you don't think about it. And it happens three to four times a year, a couple months at a time. Mm -hmm. And it's... We're at Mother Nature. What she wants yeah. to let us get in, and we get in. But uh, usually, uh, try to do half and half. Usually, have corn planted. Uh, we also do a lot of moist soil management down there, and Japanese millet, just depending on the year, what what it gives us to work with. It's just Mother Nature gives us the cards, and we play with what we're dealt with. Yeah. So, a lot of our properties on our special waterfowl areas up across West Tennessee, flood prone areas. Mm -hmm. There's a reason. So yeah, it's really sure. hard to get crops in, and sometimes we look like the best farmers in America, and sometimes we look, look like, like we don't know what we're doing. <laughs> That's right. So. Uh, uh, yeah, and you're like you said, you're dealt. You play the cards you're dealt, and, and mm -hmm. it's a struggle sometimes. You never know. You know, and we have a lot of good with our agency mm -hmm. WMAs, but sometimes we get 
some of the bad things that go with them. And that's right. This is one that we need to talk about on Eagle Lake, and we've got another one, but that's hogs. Oh yeah, so we I guess that started after the after the twenty eleven the twenty eleven flood. Yeah. Uh that we refer to it in West Tennessee for sure. Um Mississippi River was probably twenty foot deep, twenty five deep foot deep, uh across the refuge that year. But there have been hogs in Arkansas. Uh there have been hogs on the islands for twenty, twenty five plus years. Mm. Um had never crossed over the Mississippi River into West Tennessee. We knew it was a matter of time, just didn't know why they haven't. We were happy yeah. they hadn't. Yeah. And then right. the flood right. of 2011, for whatever reason. They hitched a ride. They, they hitched, hitched a ride. ride. I guess they sure were going did. towards the bluff. That was the highest point <laughs> they probably could see. Yeah. Um, and we've been dealing with them every year since. And it's been a battle. I like to say it's been a war. Yeah. So a uh, lot of manpower. Uh, a lot of trapping. And what people don't realize is they can do a lot of ecological damage oh, when they get yeah. into the area. Billions of dollars across yes. the country. Oh, yeah. billions. Yes, billions. And, you know, people, I think, don't really understand that or maybe understand their impacts of what they can do to all of the wildlife that we have in Tennessee. That's right. So, I mean, when we first had them, you would not see a deer or a turkey within two miles mm. if we had hog activity. They were gone. Um, they didn't want any part of it. Now it's changed a little bit. Um, they're getting along a little bit better, I think, now it seems. The numbers are not near as high as they were once. Um, but we are seeing intermingling going on. But it, the first couple of years, it was it was rough. It was, it was really rough. Are they uh, are they struggling? Or is it a struggle to deal with them around the, the crops for, for waterfowl and things like so that? So I always too? told somebody, uh, you can pull a Google Earth image up. Uh, Shelby Forest and Eagle Lake, since they're, we call them together a lot because mm -hmm. they all connect. And I said, you can just point a finger anywhere on that map, and I can show you hog damage within 10 yards of that wow. spot you pointed out. Wow. And, I mean, it looks like you took a garden tiller and drove a tractor with a tiller through the woods. And, of course, all the fields, everything we planted, they would tear up. Mm -hmm. And so not only do we deal with flooding down there, getting our crops, we also have to deal with the hogs getting our crops. Yeah. So, well, that kind of leads us to Shelby Forest. Yeah, that's some yeah. of the, There's the the same struggles you have at Eagle Lake or you're having there. But that's, that's correct. But there's also a lot of good things happening there: uh, dove hunting, quail, uh, quail uh, waterfowl hunt. hunting. Yeah. yeah. So we normally plant around 50 to 60 acres of dove field, uh, sunflowers. Um, last couple of years we had a really good field. Uh, this year the hogs completely destroyed it. <laughs> Before and we we attribute that to the drought. Um, but they went through picking the tops out of the sunflowers like deer do, mm. which is common for deer. Hogs never do that. They've never done that. But I guess the, all the moisture, it's in that plant. It's just <laughs> like cotton. It's in the top of that plant. And for people that don't know, we, we went... 60 plus days in certain areas 67 without, days yeah, without uh, a rain. where i, I live it that's was right. we were at like 65 so 67 days without a drop of rain mm -hmm. and that's any type of i mean <laughs> not a drop and then we so. got a quarter inch then and didn't get another rain for three weeks yes so it was it was a long hard process yes and so not only does our crop show it but our surrounding farmers yes you know has had a really rough year dealing with it uh, but we, we try to plant 50 to 60 acres. Uh, dove fields always go in early May, which is prime time for the Mississippi River flood. flood. Yes. So um, that's always been a battle. Yeah. So if you don't get them in a certain time because they have a long maturity date for them to be ready for opening day, because that's the one everybody talks about with mm -hmm. doves is opening day. Yeah. 
uh, to hunt on opening day. And so you have to get them in that first part of May. And if the river's in or we have a wet spring, a lot of factors go in. But our guys, uh, our team, I always like to say, they put in a lot of hours. When the ground's right, we're going. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter if it's Saturday or Sunday or 10 o'clock at night. Yeah. We got to get the crop in. You got to so. get it in when you, when you can. So hunting, what other kind of hunting on Shelby? Yeah, so we uh, got the duck hunting. I was thinking about deer and other things too. Yeah, so yep. we hunt everything there. Okay. Uh, same statewide season there, just Monday, Wednesday, Saturday. Okay. Um, and that came from a partnership with the state park there, the Mim and Shelby Forest State Park, um, that we can only hunt three days a week. And so that's what we do there. Um, and then it's, we just moved the uh, quota waterfowl. Used to be first come, first serve on the area moved that five or six years ago i guess yeah to the started. quota quota um and so we have uh, 11 uh sites there okay uh that we draw for um and which that's, that's coming up soon yeah uh, that actually opens september the 28th and runs through october 18th on that one yeah yeah so make sure you get your your picks in before the deadline at 11 59 p.m on that yes 18th <laughs> but yeah so that's uh that's awesome. Yeah, opportunities there. And that leads me to a question. I had that on my notes. <laughs> when you say Shelby Forest has pools. No, nope, so it has sites. Oh, it Shelby has Forest sites. has sites. And Tully okay. has pools. Tully has pools. What's yeah. the difference? All right, so sites, you go to a specific spot, the state spot that you hunt from. Okay. Um, a pool would be something 15, 20, 30 acres where you've got a whole pool that you could get in to hunt. That you can choose a spot in that pool. That's right. And a site is a specific spot. you got to stay within a certain amount of feet from it and hunt a designated spot. So we call that a site. Okay. And a pool, you know, like I said, we have different hunting areas and mounds on pools that they can hunt and they can move around and... It's a little more versatile for them to I guess. move around. So. And you bring your own boat with the, with the blind or however That's you want right. to do it. That's right. So some of the areas are weightable. Um, it should be forced just depending on water level. Yeah. I mean, it could be knee deep today and you'll need a ski boat to get in the next day. <laughs> it just depends. It's easy. You know, it floods real easy in the winter. And so. Yeah. Um, but most people get there, especially by the late season, they'll get in by boat. I guess. Or use boat into a certain area and then walk from there. So, well, we I know there's experienced hunters out there that know the difference and have, have been out there and hunted those spots. But for those that don't know, that's always that's good information to know the difference in those areas and what you're putting in for and what you're drawing for. So, and then you've got your blinds, which you know everybody knows what a blind is. Most people they're that's uh, right. Either you know built or and whatnot. So, awesome. Now they also they're over. One of the most more famous or more highly sought after yeah. WMAs mm -hmm. in Tennessee, and that's President's Island. That's right. So we started that hunt 2001. Um, I remember. You remember. <laughs> what do you remember, Dave? <laughs> I remember it was long days, and uh, you would have to be back the next morning, you know, before sunrise to let them in. We didn't have anywhere to stay down there. We didn't have the amenities that we have now. Okay. And so we would pull in, open the gate. Everybody would sign in. Then you wouldn't see them again till dark. They'd sign out. We'd go home. You get a couple hours of sleep, get right back up, and be back down there again to do the same thing again. So in the very beginning, it, it was tough because you, did, you you didn't have, you know, we, we've got a pretty good setup now. Mm -hmm. It's a good enough setup now to where you can get a lot of help. 
And uh, because Especially we're, if you bring honey we're contra <laughs> absolutely, we're con- steadily cooking something down uh-huh. there, so they're steadily rolling in there to get something to eat. But but in the early days, it it, it was tough, and and uh, but it, like I say, it has gotten better now than than what it used to be. And uh, you can actually go down there now. You spend the night. You okay. don't have to make the trip all the way back. You'll uh, have a little. It's I almost call it camper alley right there when you first that's come right, in. They, we, they've got their camper where they set up uh-huh. and they cook. They yeah. cook a lot. <laughs> yeah, a lot. Yeah, a Absolutely, lot. Yeah. <laughs> and then you've got the hunters come do their campers right there. But you know, all this is for the big deer because okay. President Island is known for probably. It's one of Tennessee's most sought-after hunts yeah. for the big deer. Well, was it known for big deer in 2001 when it started? Or? Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So it, just the locals that they knew. There, they knew. Yeah. It you wasn't had, statewide known. You had a few private areas that were on the island that where they had been hunting it for a long time. Okay. And then North American Whitetail came down and, and did a run on it and did an article on it, and then it went nationwide. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then it really, and then what was the, the, the next year or two after that, the uh, computer program that was set up to take all of these people that were putting in for the hunt, it was so many, it kind of blew the program up, <laughs> and they had to come up with something different. Yeah. And, but now it, it isn't anything to wait 10 or 12 years yes. just to have enough points to be put in the draw. And, and that's just getting you in the draw. That don't mean you're going to get draw. Right. Yep. So. I know at one time it was over 14,000 people that were putting in. For around fifty spots, and I've heard, yeah, and you got to you got to build your points up to to be able to get. Yeah, your, get your that minimum is usually about ten years. Every once in a while, you'll hear there's a fluke somehow that yep. got in there, yeah, right uh, earlier, but it's it's a minimum of ten years. That's right. Yeah, and I think right now we're sitting at thirteen. There's a quality point. So uh, so let's talk about that just real quick. I mean, we may have said that already, but how many, what's the quota? I know it's already passed this year, yeah. but yes. next year, if somebody wanted to get their name in the pot, what are they looking at? All right, so we have two quota hunts. We have one in October. we got one coming about a month from now. Um, and then we'll, that, that's a 30 hunter quota. Okay. And then in December, the first weekend in December, um, we'll have another 30 hunter quota buck hunt there. And it's nine points or better or outside 20 inch spread. Okay. Uh, which was a new regulation that was added. Um, That's right. And so. And one thing about the December hunt, from some of our research that we've done in the agency, that's prime time of the typical rut and our cycle there for the does. So it is, the December hunt is usually a pretty dang good hunt. So that's something. If it's uh, not raining the whole weekend. That's right. Yeah. Or an ice storm. Yeah. We had an ice storm one year. Yeah. Um, oh, nice. But that was one of the things when this was set up. Many years ago, and Alan Peterson was behind this yes. from a long time ago. He he had this. He's responsible for making this hunt happen. Um, but the biggest thing was we were taking data to find out when that rut was, because uh, that's when we wanted to have our hunters there to have the best. And, opportunity. and then we just kind of rechecked that. We check it about still, every two or three yeah, years, and it's still holding true. Still, I mean, that week, the week of the hunt, the mm-hmm. weekend. Um, it's pretty neat to see that. And so it's always a later rut than yeah. just outside of there. But. And you can talk to the hunters when you talk about what's their level of success. Most of them come out without killing anything, but the deer that they see is some of the biggest deer that they've ever seen in their life. And, mm-hmm. and it was worth it was worth the trip for a lot of them when they see that. Yeah, and I've had, you know, friends hunt it and say, man, we, we, ha- we saw the deer, just couldn't get a shot at him. Because yep. it is, it can be really thick 
in, in areas. Yeah, and you know, it's it's hard. It's hard to find a place to put yes. a stand. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what I always tell guys. Uh, if you got a lock on stand with sticks, that's your best bet. Because yes. uh, some of the best spots are not going to be good hanging sites for no, tree stands. Cl- climbers, climbers just about won't work. You've got yep. so many. Uh, hackberries and stuff like that that's in there you don't have any good straight up trees and uh, it can be very difficult and you might find a good place you know uh, a lot of scrapes really active and there ain't nothing to climb yeah. and it's so thick you can't see through it and and it, it's really challenging and especially when you got big crop fields and you got a bow in your hand and you're sitting here and he's 200 yards out there and you look at him through the glasses and you almost fall out of the tree yeah. <laughs> that's the biggest thing i've ever seen in my life but he's yeah. he ain't coming yeah so i mean it's a difficult hunt it's I hard mean, hunt it's a I hard mean, i'll give hunt. you one day to scout it right okay three days to hunt it all right so a place you've never seen before i give you one day to check it out <laughs> then i it say good sad. luck yeah. Good luck. Yeah. And we'll now, be here. Now we have some other things. It's got to be nine point or better. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got to use a bow. All right. <laughs> yeah, now we added that new regulation on the outside spread, but that wasn't there until the last two or three yeah. years. That's right. It's so that's just another one, you know, and it's all right. Now, good luck. Yeah. You know, and so, <laughs> I mean, over the years, uh, we've always shot as an agency, um, hoping to get around eight to 10 out of a 50 hunter quota. That's pretty good, mm-hmm. especially with the regulations. How many days I gave you to scout and get it close enough in bow range. And, and then the weather's got to be right. Yeah. That's so, uh, it's liable to turn off 80 degrees one day. Or, and you're fighting mosquitoes. Or it's liable to the, the next day you're liable to be sitting there and sleep falling off your nose. Or the year uh, that I came down and ate honey buns with y'all. And the <laughs> it was raining. I mean, it was pouring. Mm. The whole yeah. three days. You guys have been putting in for 12, 13 years. They got to they take their chance when yes. they get it. Yes. That's yeah. it. Ice yeah. storm hit. We had bows breaking left and right. Strings. We had a lot of strings that broke on these guys. Wow. So we got them to a local archery place, got them fixed up. and uh, But we have guys coming from all over the state. We have them coming from out of state. Yes. We usually have one or two out of state mm. every year. Um, but we get to meet people. All across the state. Oh, yeah. And it's been, it's, we always look forward to that hunt, mm-hmm. just getting to know those people, where they came from. Somebody from the mountains coming to the Mississippi River floodplain. I mean, it's a different hunt, too. It's a, it's a whole different yeah. country well, when it comes to hunting yeah. when you do that. So. Well, it's good to know that there are some fields, but, you know, I, I wasn't sure what the property looked like. So there's fields, there's woods, it's a combination, but and like thick. I said, it's thick and hard Very to hunt. Thick, especially after the flood. Yeah. So mm-hmm. uh, the flood of 2011 that, we all talk about yeah. uh, it. Changed the landscapes. It changed landscapes all up and down the Mississippi River, yeah. and it changed that landscape. Um, Big time. Yeah. yeah, and so we have a lot of grown-up areas with willow thickets and stuff that were not there prior to that flood, mm-hmm. which is great deer habitat, but very hard to hunt. Yeah. And so those big bucks can get down in there and hard to find. So, so well, we need to get in one more management one area more. here before we run out of time. Okay, Tully. That's it. That's one we all call Tully. That's right. Yeah. That's one it's we've had for a long time. Uh, it's where David cut his teeth yep. at. Oh yeah. Uh, that y'all sure probably did. talked about before, and um, and so it's around fifteen thousand acres there that we manage for all game. Everything. Uh, and we've got two big dove fields there. We got a fifty-acre youth field that's set up for just youth. Um, and then we have an adult field that opens. Uh, we always have a youth hunt. It's one of our favorite parts of yeah, the year yeah. uh, on that to do. Um, 
And then we have a brand new, I call it brand new, it's three or four years old now, um, uh, the fig field unit, the waterfowl, waterfowl area, a uh, multi-million dollar project that was done in partnership with DU and Nature Conservancy and uh, federal aid. And um, David's seen that coming way before me, Long early time. 90s. And it um, all the way was back, a dream. All the way back when, when Mr. Myers was the director and they had the North American waterfowl panel. And at one time, the uh, the fig field was the number one piece of property in the nation to purchase for waterfowl development. So I had to wait for many, 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 many years, even after purchasing that, that property. Uh, you know, you got to wait till you can get some partnerships and some money. And uh, finally got it to the point where it is now. So and uh, We've got 10 pools there that we can manage and flood. And, and we talked about the pools. Yep. That's so right. that, that's a little, you yeah, know. Those pools range anywhere. I think the smallest one's 22 acres, I think. And some of them are up to 55 acres. Wow. wow. So 20 so, to 50. Yeah. So, so, yeah, big, so it's 10 big pools. Yeah. We've got two wells that feed yeah, it. Yeah. We'll, um, that we'll pump. Uh, we manage that with... Um, Corn and moist soil and Japanese millet and a lot of moist soil grows good there. It's beautiful. Some uh, of the nice same struggles big. you have there. Mm -hmm. Actually, it's know. lower than Eagle Lake Refuge. Okay. So um, David and I about everybody wakes up to look at the weather. You know, yeah, when you're in our right. business, and <laughs> as soon as we get done with the weather, we're looking at the river forecast. What, what's it at today, and what's it going to? Because mm -hmm. that's what dictates everything. But it's one of the lowest places in Lauderdale County. Yeah, it's one. So, of the, it's the lowest place on the management area. Anyway. Yeah, it's, and it's so low. we it gets underwater quicker than anything else we have. So, again, that's the fun. Live by the river, die by the river is what they say. So. <laughs> and that's one of those that's coming up soon, September 28th through October 18th. Yeah, not all 10 will be open on that first draw. We'll have, um, I think it's six of the 10. Yeah, that's like a pool, staggered. Pool one, two, four, six, nine, and 10. 10. Yeah, yep. they'll be staggered in on middle and late season. So we'll have some pools open. And, but that's coming up quick. And, so. and what about as far as other hunting on Tully? Is there anything else that? So they there. done all game there. Okay, uh, all game for again. Deer alone, for we a long went, time big deer yep. with nine yeah, we went, rule. Yeah, yeah, we went a long time with the uh, regulations on the bucks until this chronic waste hit, and then we had to drop the uh, down to where if he comes through, you can shoot him. Yeah. So it's some good, really good bucks down there. Right. Right. Yes, well, absolutely. Go give that place a shot. Go That's check right. it out. All right, guys. Well, I appreciate y'all letting us come over and visit with you guys for a little while yes sir and it's good information a lot of folks wonder about these properties don't know a whole lot about them don't, a lot of, don't know a whole lot about the people behind them now they do so uh, I'm glad we and maybe some of the, the hard parts of the job That's like right. the <laughs> weather and the river yes. yes and then we get to meet the legend yeah, yeah. this man's forgot more than we'll know I promise That's you. I guarantee sure. you I forgot <laughs> <laughs> we need to sit him down and write a book or just roll tape one of the two but uh, we appreciate you guys, and congratulations on that 12000 Thank you. Would uh, go for that $15,000. We're going to shoot for it. And uh, if, like I said, if you've missed that show, go back and yeah. check it out. It's a good episode. So uh, this is Tennessee Wildcast. Uh, we appreciate you watching, for listening, and uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning in. Stay connected with TWRA by visiting our website at tnwildlife.org. And follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. 
Hey, it's all about Tennessee wildlife. It's what we do. Tennessee Wildcast will be on the air again next week. We'll see you then. Thank you.